Today, we are talking about destroying distractions. Destroying distractions. Destroy them. Destroy them. Done. And you got to get rid of them. Listen, the devil is going to try and distract you from the plan of God. He's going to try and throw all kinds of stuff at you to distract you. And and why are we talking about it? Because it stinking works on way too many people, but it's not going to work on you. Amen. Put it in the comments. It's not going to work on me. That's right. So right now, I want you actually to put it in the comments. Uh, after you do that, it's not going to work on me. Amen. Hannah says, not today, Satan. Yeah. And I like <laughs> that she did not capitalize his name. He de- he deserves no glory. He deserves yeah. no honor whatsoever. <laughs> All right. So now uh, this is what I want you to do. What is a moment that you recognize now? I thought I might have been right, or maybe I didn't really realize it, but Satan totally distracted me. Got me off course. Mm-hmm. I either thought it was right or I didn't know that it was wrong, and he used it. What's an example when the devil has gotten you off course? What's something that he's done? Like you don't have to totally throw yourself under the bus, but <laughs> let's let's throw let's put some examples out there because a lot of people are distracted mm-hmm. all the time. I personally, as a pastor, watch this mm-hmm. sack. The plans of God for people yeah. all the time. Have you ever yeah. seen that? Yes, yes, <laughs> several, several times, and it's it's unfortunate when you were talking about destroying distractions, and those distractions come through deception, and yes. He's yeah. just deceiving us into pursuing something that's not yeah. truly the will yeah. of God, and it's just it's you have to identify it and recognize it beforehand. It's always it's. Good to look back on it and see what messes yeah. up so we don't yeah. do it again, but it gets even better when you recognize as it happens, like, oh, this is what that is again. Correct, yeah. And You, you start yeah. to recognize patterns, and yeah. uh, I'm going to ask Barrett, actually, to get the mic and get on the green screen here because I want to ask her a couple of questions. She put up an example of how she was distracted pretty majorly mm, yeah. uh, for a while, and uh, but one of the things that you see constantly is that yes. people are, uh, they're, they're not bad people. No. But the devil uses that yeah. to, to try and distract people. And, and yes. I see it all the time. Well, he'll use, somebody has a really good heart. Yes. They want to do yeah. well. And they're plugged into a really good church. They're learning, they're growing, they're developing. And it's been a year, which yeah. is a long time. Yeah. But all of a sudden now they have, you know, visions or dreams of ministry and yes. doing things, and they want to step out on their own. And Correct. all of a sudden, you know, they might want to do that, but that is, it's, they're not ready. They're not prepared for it. Correct. It's yeah. distracting yeah. them from their true goal, their true ministry, and it's yeah. going to cause them heartache and problems down the road. Yeah, I, I watch it. I, I mean, I could probably give you three from just this morning where I've had conversations <laughs> with people where people are actually, that's a distraction technique. And uh, I see it actually quite often mm-hmm. um, where, you know, one of the things that I've learned and you'll, you'll learn, we came up with yeah. a statement that says this is uh, coordination, not coincidence. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, when yeah. you see something that happens every single time. So, yep. uh, you know, for example, uh, if every Sunday you feel bad. Yeah. And yep, you yep. don't feel like your feelings are one way or the other, oh, yeah. or you feel tired every Sunday. Yeah. 
That's not coincidence. That's coordination, yep. which means you're going to have to use your faith to overcome that. Yep. Right? Yeah. You're going to have to apply that. That and so that's a distraction yeah, to yeah. get you off and away of not receiving that day. Because yeah. if you're going to a church that's actually pouring out some good stuff, mm -hmm. the devil's like, I can't stop them from going, but I can stop them from receiving. That's right. And so he right. starts to try and distract. Yeah. Um, every time, for example, uh, every, almost every time I sit down to really have some good intimate fellowship time with God, mm -hmm. my phone starts to blow up. Mm -hmm. Like it starts anything to get me out of that time with yeah. the Lord, right? Yeah, exactly. Anything. Like and and it can be good stuff. You yeah. can have you can have people call and it's like, hey, I'm I'm really wanting uh, to go after the Lord right now. Oh yep. man, this is the moment I've been waiting for them to bring up. Right, you know? right. It's yeah. like, but how come it always comes yep. right when you're trying to do the right thing with God? <laughs> have you ever seen that? Yes, yes. In <laughs> fact, it's it's funny you mentioned that. There's two things like that uh, coordination. It's not coincidence. Coordination. There's a time when Shanti and I. Every Sunday morning on the way to church, yeah. we would get in some type of an argument yes. or something like that. It was yeah. like, what? Like, this is like a month into it. And of course, you know, I'm a little slow, but it took me a minute <laughs> to just be like, wait a second. This is like, this is not just natural. This is not just us. We hardly, we wouldn't argue all week, ever. Yes. Except boom, that Sunday morning. And it, it just, it was, um, yeah, stupid. And uh. then, <laughs> and then the the other part is I would... Anytime I wanted to read the word, yes, I became yeah. exhausted instantly. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, so if anybody's suffering from insomnia and they can't sleep, read the word. Start reading the Bible. I totally used that the other day. Yeah. Somebody was like, I'm having a hard yeah. time go going to read sleep. Read the Bible. Your flesh read is going to. Your was flesh that somebody is done. in here? No. I, somebody <laughs> literally like a week ago, I'm like, yeah. I, I can't go to sleep. I'm having a hard time getting rest. I'm like, read the word. Like exactly because either one you're going to get the word in you, right. or two you're going to fall asleep. That's right. It's, it's going to be right. one or the other. So I use that. So some of these things you can figure out and be like, okay, devil, that's what you want to do. This is what I'm going right. to do. That's right. Exactly. You know? And uh, you're not you're not beating me. So, that's right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll destroy that distraction. Amen. Glory to God. So Barrett put up earlier, and I I want to start with this because this is such a great. Uh, a great example mm -hmm. of how the devil works. Right. So Barrett has had a heart for ministry for a long time. Sure. Um, most of the time, you know, the position that we see in ministry that's kind of in front of us all the time and lifted up mm -hmm. is a pastor, right? right? Right. Our flesh wants to be recognized. Sure. Mine, mine wanted to be recognized. I'm sure yep. yours did, yep. you know. Uh, hers did as well. Our flesh wants to be seen as doing good. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. I want I want people to know that Brian is doing good. Well, a good reputation is important. A good right. name is important. That's true. It is. But the issue is what's driving that. What's the right. intentions behind that? We have to work to judge ourselves so that we don't fall for these distractions. And there's some things that the Lord has given us so that we won't fall for these distractions. That's right. So I want her to share this because there's some intricacies here mm -hmm. on how she got distracted. And so, Barrett, if you would, just tell that story. Take a couple of minutes, not too long. Take a couple of minutes and share that story. Hey, so I've been at this at Boomerang for, it'll be 10 years next month. And I 
for as long as I've truly been hungering after the Lord, I felt a call into ministry. Like it's been in my heart and I didn't really have much um, mentorship or leadership or pastoral oversight when I first started hungering after the things of God. And so when I got here to Boomerang, I had probably already set in my heart an expectation that to be used by God, you had to be in the fivefold ministry. And in being planted here at Boomerang, I started watching pastors Brian and Nicole minister, and I watched how they were helping people. And my heart is to help people. I want people to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Like I want to be used by God. And I said it unknowingly in my mind that I now have this aspiration of becoming a pastor. And so when I moved to this ministry, within a few months, the Lord called me to lead the youth. And pastor very strongly told me that he would not call me a pastor until God, unless and until God specifically told him that's what I was. But in my head, I was already on track to becoming a pastor. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Don't call me the title. I'll just operate like one. And so I started watching how pastors operated and I tried to become them basically. And there's right and wrong aspects of that, but I in my head, in order to be successful, I needed to become a pastor. Every, for the most part, any man or woman of God that I respected, they, they were on the career track, so to speak, of pastor was you start off in youth ministry, then you're promoted to becoming an assistant pastor. Then after a period of time, maybe you, you're an interim pastor and then you can take a church. So in my head, I was on the right pathway. So fast forward a few years of being here, and I, I, I didn't realize any of this was even happening in, in my subconscious. I thought I was just serving God, but my soul was making a tie to this desire I so much wanted. So fast forward a few years, and we're in a, a ministry a service. We have a guest speaker in, and I believe that the Lord just download something in me and I'm in service and all of a sudden like I just feel the anointing what I believe is the anointing and I feel this heaviness and I feel what seems to be a presence of God and so I start crying and under the anointing what I believe is the anointing I believe I hear God tell me Barrett you are called to be a pastor and so I'm like even more wrecked by what I think is the Lord. Cause I know there's steps to being called. Like you have to know it. Others have to know it. So I'm like, this is God separating me. So I go to pastor Brian and as soon as service is done, I'm still super emotional under what I think is the anointing. And I go to pastor and I tell him, this is what just happened to me. Cause I know enough to know, go and communicate. Like I'm not ignorant of that. I talk to pastors very regularly. So I, I went quickly and I submitted that word to him and I told him what God told me. And so pastor Brian, he prayed for me and I'm sitting in a chair and he told me, don't think that God's not talking to me about you because he is verbatim. Those were his words to me. I took that to be confirmation that I was supposed to be a pastor. I took those words and I interpreted them to mean I'm going to be a pastor someday. 
Yes, sir. Pause it. All right, so right there, notice what I said. I did not say, yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. I did not say, yes, you're called to be a pastor. I did not say, uh, you're on the right track. All I said was, don't think that God's not talking to me about you. Because mm -hmm. I'd sought the Lord already. As mm -hmm. soon as she told me that, I'd sought the Lord already. And the Lord said, no, she's not called to be a pastor. And But I knew, he. I, I asked the Lord, I said, do you want me to tell her that right now? And I, he said, no, do not tell her that right now. Mm -hmm. Why? Probably because that would have completely destroyed oh, sure. how she perceives the Lord and everything. She just thought the Lord spoke to her, and I mm -hmm. would say, no, that's not the Lord. Yeah. Well, now she's questioning herself and everything. So I said, well, what do you want me to tell her? He said, tell her to understand that I am seeking the Lord and hearing from God about you, mm -hmm. right? And that's all I said. That was not a confirmation. <laughs> right. That was not telling her no or yes. It was telling her, I'm seeking the Lord, and I am hearing yeah. from God for you and about you. And that should have made her go, well, Lord, what are those things that you're talking to pastor about? Mm -hmm. But because of bias, right. she assumed. Predetermined, yeah. Predetermined yeah. and, yeah. and a, kind of funneled down to that. She assumed that that was she already a confirmation. Knew. Yeah. Yeah. She already knew the and direction. And she'll tell you about that in just mm -hmm. a second. But here's, here's what I want you to see. But what I was actually saying, and I already knew inside of my spirit was, no, that's wrong. You didn't hear from God. Mm -hmm. You're in your emotions and your bias right now. I'll tell you later on, and we'll have a discussion later on because God is talking to me about you. You do have a future. Mm -hmm. You are going someplace. Right. Uh, but right now is not the moment to tell you that. And mm -hmm. so that's what was actually going on. And okay, Barry, yeah. go ahead. So that was November 2018, and I know the day because I went home and I wrote it down. Like, I, I took that as my word. I'm called to be a pastor. So I was looking at that word every single day and meditating on it, and I, I wanted it so badly. That was the thing. Like, I, my bias was I, I wanted to be important, and I felt like if I'm not a pastor, I'm not important. I'm not going to be able to be used by God mightily. So I took that to be a word. So from November until May of 2019, six months go by, and I'm thinking I'm going to be a pastor. And all of a sudden, these shiftings started happening in the ministry. And it was time for me to step out of youth ministry. I'd been leading the youth for almost seven years. And so one day past, like I'm starting to sense this inside of me that the grace to lead them is leaving. And my brain logically put together, I'm, it's about time for me to leave. It's about time for us to get an associate pastor at Boomerang. I think I'm ready for that. So I go to pastor's house one day. I'm homeschooling his son at that point in time. So I'm dropping Luke off and pastor and I start talking and we start talking about the fact that it, it is time for me to leave youth. So in my head, I'm like, I heard that right. Praise God. Yet another check mark for Barrett hearing from the Lord. So we start talking about it and all of a sudden pastor... Like the whole, I brought up to him again, me becoming a pastor, because what I didn't want to do is then, it was so backwards, like my thinking on it was so jacked 
that I was like, pastor's confirmed for me that I am going to be a pastor, but I'm not going to keep talking to pastor about it because I don't want him to know how badly I want this. The Lord, like, it was so dumb. Anyway, so we start having this conversation about me becoming a pastor. I don't remember the exact wording, Pastor May, but I asked some sort of question about me being a pastor and being separated by God for that. And how he answered was not an affirmative yes. And, but he didn't tell me in person that I wasn't called to be one. That was on a Monday. So I leave his house. I'm dry. Like he gives me an assignment. Marky's about to get here. So I'm like, he told me I needed to help connect with Marky. She was about to visit. And so I'm just, I'm texting her. I'm ministering back and forth with her because she's about to come visit for the first time and also never leave after that first time. But so she's coming and as I'm talking to Marky, which is a good thing. We love Marky. But as I'm talking to her, all of a sudden it clicked in my head. When I asked pastor if I was supposed to be a pastor, he didn't tell me yes. In fact, <laughs> he said something that I know I've heard him say to people when he does not agree with them. So <laughs> that's fun. So I then text pastor on our four-way text thread, myself, George, and pastors. And I asked him point blank, do you think I'm suppo- that I'm called to be a pastor? And pastor point blank responded back to me and said, no, I, I do not believe that's your calling from God. I'm getting this while I'm ministering to Marky on the phone and I'm in front of all the ladies at Boomerang because it's like our ladies night out <laughs> and my world dies in front of, like in my brain, the <laughs> rug got pulled out from under me. All of the, like this idyllic castle that I built up in my mind just got blown up. So it's all I can do to not cry sitting right there in the meeting. And I go home and I'm like texting back but and now, forth. But Sorry. Why yes. would you why would you feel like crying when you just got clarification? Mm-hmm. Because I wanted it so badly. Because I had placed my identity in that. That's you had built it up so big before having confirmation. Yep. And and you had built it up so big before having confirmation and then placed your identity inside of it. And now when it doesn't come to pass because God's not in it, it felt like you were dying on the inside. Yeah. And, and that's, not a, that's not an exaggeration. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that just to sound dramatic. I, it literally felt like my world was coming to an end. That's how deep in me that bias was. That's how deep that soulish desire was. I, it felt like everything was coming yeah. to nothing. So the next day, I'm home. I'm homeschooling Luke. Luke did no school that day. We went to the playground. And he's, like, playing on the monkey bars, and I'm just cry- I literally cried all day. It was ridiculous because my soul was so distracted with a dream I created that God never gave to me that when it was gone— I had to deal with, well, what can I even hear from God? Do I even have a relationship with Jesus? Or have I made all of that up? Is Jesus, like, I literally had the thought, is Jesus even my Lord and Savior? Like, how do I know anything anymore? If I don't know that, how do I know anything? So praise God, pastor had me come over to the house. And I literally sat on this couch for like three hours Mm -hmm. crying as we walked through things because I was like, pastor, help me understand if this isn't God, how did I get here? Because 
I needed his help with, I thought I submitted this to you. I thought we talked about this. And he had to show me where all of that, my bias skewed it toward the direction I wanted. And I didn't know what to do. So then pastor makes me in love. He made me go to Bible school that night because I, I wanted to skip. And he was like, nope, you're going to go. And I was like, cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. So then that night was it's our... It's going to be great. It's, oh, it's, goody. It was, let, let me tell you, it was the worst night of class I've ever had because everyone in their love for me Good saw for that I came in like a puffer fish that was bright red because I'd been crying for hours. And everyone in their love is like, Barrett, are you fine? And anytime someone asked, I just started crying again. And then it's evangelist. I just took a drink of water when you said puffer fish. That was not fair. That was close. That was almost close. Yeah, I I literally about covered the cameras with water. All right, go ahead. Well, so then it's evangelism Uh, night, and we have a guest like speaker coming in who's going to teach us how to evangelize, and he needs volunteers. Know who we picked? Know who did not even fake lead him to the Lord that night in front of everyone? So my pride is being shot to pieces. Not even a little bit. It was like, stand up in front of the guns, and it's just going to die. At least you'll know you'll be saved now. I I didn't know I was going to be saved. That was confirmation for that. (laughs) Did did I pick you, or did the evangelist pick you? Mike picked me. So God picked, picked you. you. Yes, yes. Even when you didn't feel like it, yep. I am so justified uh-huh. right now. Yeah. I am so justified. Like he called me up so I could do like the role playing of, okay, you're at, like I literally remember, I had to be at a gas pump and my husband's behind the camera going, I remember. Uh, like <laughs> I had to be at a gas pump and I had to friendly like approach someone. So I was like, hi, how are you? And he was like super, he was intentionally pretending to be a rude guy and I I had no decorum in me at all and it, it, it was it went sideways very fast so I cried all through crass had a really crummy attitude oh, felt like my life died and I drive home that night and I'm I pulled into mind you all the while I'm telling Marky how great boomerang is and I'm really excited for her to come and visit because everything God is so amazing and this whole time I'm like I don't even know if I love Jesus anymore like, like but it's fine so I pull in. <laughs> so I pull into my driveway at my house. It's like ten o'clock or something at this point. And as soon as I got to my driveway, the Lord spoke to me, and He's like, "You can either go into your house right now and stay in this place of pity, yeah, or you can go do the work I've called you to do. Go win souls." Mm. And I. It wasn't even a question to me. Like my flesh sure had some questions because I wanted to go to bed. I'd cried for the entirety of the day. But I was like, no, I'm going to go lead someone to the Lord right now. So I reversed out of my driveway and I drove to Walmart, the only place in Albemarle that's open at 10. And I pull in and I immediately go start looking for somebody to lead to the Lord. Even though I messed it all up in class, even though my life seems like it's ending. And I scared people in Walmart, frankly, multiple people (laughs) ran away from me. Um, That's not an exaggeration either. Multiple workers literally ran away from me. But I stayed until someone got led to the Lord. 
And I was like, I'm Good not, job. I'm not going yeah. to leave here. Great job. I'm not going to yeah. go home in pity. I'm not going to go home like this. God's going to help me. And so someone got led to the Lord. And then he, here's what's phenomenal. That one decision immediately changed something on the inside yeah. of me because pastor had cautioned me in our conversation that we had on the couch. He's like, look, this is, this is a moment for you. How you yeah. respond to this moment is going to determine the course of your life. This is huge. Do not mess around with this. This is moments I've seen people not come back from. And as he said it, I knew I'm not going to be that person. So that's, that's Tuesday. Thursday, Pastor Marky and I are driving around to like look for a place to do an outreach event. And I'm telling Pastor, in two days time, the amount of freedom that came into my life yes. was yep. so vastly different than anything I'd been living for the entire six or seven years here in Albemarle because my life I'd been trying to shove my round peg into a square hole of trying to become a pastor and trying to become a gifting that I wasn't. And it was hard and life stunk and it wasn't good. But in two days time, I felt so much freedom and I realized I, I'm called by God on my own. I don't need to replicate someone else or force someone else. God will lead me. And since that time, all of a sudden, the giftings of God started operating in my life. Things I wanted that I thought could only happen if I was a pastor, I'm now living in them. I'm operating in them. He's flowing through me every single day. That was not happening before. But it's because I had to choose the bias. It needed to die. And I needed to yield to God, even if it meant everything I thought I knew then came to an end. Well, then God teach me all over again. Show me how to be led by you. Yeah. And since that period of time, you know, the giftings and the flow of God mm -hmm. has just flourished. Yeah. But she was actually being held back by what she thought was the Lord. She was in bondage by it. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you're not actually called to do that, it's going to be a torture chamber for yeah. you. Yep. And you've got to have a grace on, on you to mm -hmm. do the things that God calls you to do. Yeah. And everything else is a distraction. When she let go of that distraction, freedom came. Yeah. Now, the issue is, are we really letting go of distractions? Because, for example, had she you know, said, no, letting go of this distraction is right, but still in the depths of her heart, in the depths of her mind, she still uh, you know, held on to that, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Then she wouldn't have been free. Mm -mm. She could still be in bondage to it today, saying that she's free, but she's actually not because she never actually let go of it and killed it. Right, right. right. Never killed it. The good thing is she killed it right away, yeah. Yeah. and the freedom of God came in. In other words, I recognize this is a distraction. Right. I'm handling business. Yes. I'm not letting it stick around. That's not who I am. Right. But see, that has a lot to do with people's identity it because sure they've identified with a certain office or a certain title, or a certain work, and because they identify there, then everything's wrapped up in it. You take that mm -hmm. away, you know, all of a sudden, they don't know what to do. Our identity <laughs> and our value is wrapped up in Christ. That's right. It's not wrapped up in, in titles and roles. Right. Uh, that's what we do for the Lord, but it's not our identity. It's mm -hmm. not our value. And you see that a lot when people have boyfriends and girlfriends, 
you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden they break up and their world falls apart. The mm -hmm. issue is because their identity was wrapped up in that. Yeah. Uh, you can see it when somebody has a tragedy. Uh, they can they are never they will never let go of the tragedy. Why? Because their identity is wrapped up in that. All of these things are distractions. Yep. Yep. If you're if it's a distraction from the truth of the word, mm -hmm. it's a distraction. That's you right. know, if it's taken away from who you are in Christ, what you're called to do through the through the leading of the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. it's a distraction. And a lot of times there's reasons. For example, right here, mm -hmm. is being a pastor a bad thing? No, yeah. no, being a pastor is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. If you're called to be a pastor, it's a good yep. thing. If you're not and you try to be that, it's going to be bad. But here, here's the thing. See, the issue wasn't really are you going to be in ministry? She was going to be in ministry. She right. is called and gifted mm -hmm. in ministry. That wasn't the issue. The issue was the identity that was wrapped up in that title. Right. And the reason she wanted an identity is because going back years before this, she found her identity in how people saw her. Mm -hmm. Right? And she'll, she'll tell you that. So because she had that distraction of her identity and value wrapped up in it back there, now it was easy to get distracted with the wrong position and the wrong titles because you're trying to fulfill that distraction, Yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So that's where we have to judge ourselves so that we're not judged. Had she not finally hmm. judged herself yeah. in those items, she would still be living the judgment on it for mm -hmm. the wrong distraction. Yeah. And it would have it would have like halted everything God had for Correct. her. Correct. It would have just, just derailed her. And you know it was so awesome that she determined to go out and do yes. what her flesh, her soul didn't want to do. Yes. But she knew in her spirit, this is what I have to do to move past to get to kill this and move past it. Because some people yes. want to just move past it, but they don't kill it. And they keep That's right. they keep and even you know sometimes. They just like pack it along with them for when they need it. Yeah. And, and they just keep bringing that out. Every so often, it'll just remind them. And if they don't Correct. kill it, it's, it's that continual battle every day that something's not right. I'm not doing something right. Yes. There's something that just feels weird. And they haven't killed that uh, misaligned vision or the uh, distraction that the enemy's yes. put in front of them. Yeah. A lack of truth in your yeah. life will cause the wrong expectations. Yeah. Put that in the comment. A lack of truth, or you could say it this way, a lack of revelation mm -hmm. of the truth will cause wrong expectations. Then when you have expectations that are unmet, they will cause you to get off course. Yeah. Unmet expectations, one of the uh, biggest catalysts of somebody missing their destiny. Yep. And, and without dealing and getting revelation of the truth, they'll have expectations. For example, yep. because she didn't have revelation of the truth of her value and mm -hmm. her identity, yeah. yep. it caused her to have an expectation that she needed to achieve that. Yeah. And she could even have a lack of truth in how you get that mm -hmm. position. Yep. Like you work hard. Like the kingdom of God is not a corporate ladder. Right. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. So I don't care if you worked hard in the kingdom of God for 80 years. If God doesn't deem you to be a pastor, you're not a pastor. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter that you worked in the church right. for 80 years. That has right. nothing to, to deal with it. So because she had those uh, lack of truth mm-hmm. and lack of revelation, it caused expectation. And when that, un- that expectation yeah. went unmet, it cracked the foundation of who she was. Oh, yeah. Who she was. Yep. And, it, and it was a distraction. Well, now yep. you have the hurt to the mind where her mind was given to a stronghold, and now the hurt itself can be a distraction yeah. if it's not cast over on Christ. Yep, yep. You see, so they're oh, yeah. look at all these different distractions in this one it's in this one thing. Yeah. yeah. So Buddy just put it up. Put that up from my account if you would as well. The power of unmet expectation. That mm. was a big that yeah. was a great one. Uh, but you see how these things they start to stack. Yeah. Like the the power of each distraction get stronger and stronger if we don't deal with it, if oh, we yeah. don't dissolve that. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, yes. I mean, it, it just gets stronger and stronger. So we've got to deal mm-hmm. with distractions. And the first thing of dealing with distractions is recognizing them, which goes back to knowing the truth. Yep. You know, you guys are here, you're watching the broadcast, you're learning, you're growing, you're getting the truth in you yeah. so that you will recognize more and more of those distractions. We're going to talk about how to recognize some more of those distractions, uh, even when you don't know the truth, because not everybody that's listening has been in church for 20 years right. or been in a good church for 20 years. That's so right. We'll talk about that. Barrett, did you have something? Really, really fast. Something that the Lord just reminded me of is during that time, the lead up to finding out I wasn't being a pastor those seven years, my life was, and pastor can attest to this, my life was constantly filled with Unpeace, like non peace. I was constantly coming, encountering problems and mentally unstable, and I'd cry all the time depression, oppressive stuff, just garbage that I was constantly being plagued with. But when I finally dealt with the distraction and let go of it, my life since then has been increasingly more and more peaceful. My mental stability has become more and more stable. Like things that I never thought would be able to happen have happened. So I just I just wanted to share that if that's been something where it's like, I don't think I'm ever going to become stable emotionally, mentally. I don't think things are ever going to become peaceful in my life. This broadcast can absolutely change that because the fruit of peace mm-hmm. comes with dealing with this stuff. So yeah, it's truth that sets you free, not a calling that sets yeah. you free. Yeah. So many people think if they can just do what they think they're supposed to do, that everything will be great. And well, and let me add to it, uh, not just truth, but the walking out of yeah, truth. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people are like, yeah, I agree with that, but then they don't apply truth. Mm-hmm. You know, the word continue. Now, yeah. continue in my word, continue in yep. truth, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you yeah. free. So you got to continue in it. Yeah, yeah you've, you're set free, but you, I always say it's like the, the jail cell is open. The door's open. Yes. Yeah. And so many people just sit in the jail. They yes. sit in their cell. Oh, man, I wish I was free. Yes. Oh, I need yeah. to be free. Yeah. But they just sit in there with the door open. Yeah. And they have to walk it out. They have to actually get up and get out. And 100%. Um, I think Kelly told me she saw these people just sitting in a jail cell, and they had decorated it so nice and so yeah. pretty. And this is, who, this is where they wanted to stay because it was, it was who they were. This is who they've, like, created this nice, comfortable place. Yes, yeah. 
Look, there's uh, Clarissa from Hope City, your church. Mm-hmm. It says, I've received more truth from Hope City in, in the two and a half years than I did in 15 years at another church uh, that preached yeah. some of the truth. Mm-hmm. So glory Praise to God. God. Truth Praise is God. so important. Let's, let's look at some of these mm-hmm. distractions that you laid out here already. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tracy Colburn says this, fear will step in your way yeah. from you seeing the truth, and that makes the biggest distraction oh, yeah. when fear gets in your way. Fear is an absolute distraction, and that's why we will, you know, I've even told it at our house and in our home, like, there is no whining, and we don't move by motion, you mm-hmm. know? It was so funny, because <laughs> Luke, yesterday, uh, he's playing online with his friends, and I hear him talking into the microphone like they know, mm-hmm. you know, like they're they're up to date on scripture and everything. He's like, we don't live by emotions. I don't care what you feel. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is Luke. He's 10. We don't live by emotions. Emotions will lie to you. I'm like, yeah. Amen. Preach it. <laughs> we don't live by that. So I was like, he's hearing something. That's right. Yeah, he's getting yeah, part he's of it. Remembering so. the good stuff yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, Hannah said this, uh, distractions come through deception, which is what we've been mm-hmm. saying. You got to know the truth. Yeah. You can't, if you don't know the truth, you're going to be distracted. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the truth, you're going to be distracted. Why? Because you're going to be deceived. You're going to yeah. think the right things are wrong and the wrong things are right. Yep. You're going to move by feelings and all, all of this. She also said thinking fulfillment, her distraction was thinking that fulfillment came from worldly success. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it doesn't come. Fulfillment only comes yeah. through Christ. He said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And have it to the full till it overflows. The Amplified yeah. in John 10, 10. Fulfillment comes through fulfilling who Christ has made you to be and nothing else. It's yeah. not worldly success. You got plenty of people that have the success of the world, mm-hmm. but they are not fulfilled. That can be a huge distraction. Oh, yes. Go after worldly success. Uh, here's the next one. Kevin uh, Buck said, "My distraction was thinking that my job was my mission." Mm. No, no. Our job, every believer, mm-hmm. every believer. Here's your job: ambassador for Christ. Yeah. Second yeah. Corinthians chapter five. Every believer, mm-hmm. your job, your occupation, you are in this world, but not of this That's world. Right. Uh, and your job is ambassador sent from heaven to this world to yep. be an ambassador for Christ. That's your number one job. Now, where you work and get your paycheck, that just funds your real job. That's right. That just funds your real job. A lot of people are, they're distracted because of that. They'll move because of a job. They'll they'll stay in place because of a job. But God says something to them, they won't they won't right. move because of that and don't realize he's the source. Yep. You know? Yep. He's the source. Yep. Amen. Yeah. I just want to go down this list yeah, yeah. here. Emily says this, this was her distraction. Uh the devil got her to listen to secular music, believing mm. that she was the only one struggling. Mm. In other words, I'm listening now. It's like, it's just me against the world. Yep. Nobody else understands me. And yep. that was her distraction yep. in that way. And that's and, so uh, common. And that was, for me, so for me, secular music was a distraction. I noticed, for me, it was a trigger. It was definitely a catalyst in my life at, at one point. I've mm-hmm. overcome most of that now. Yeah. 
but I still uh, watch it around secular music because what it would do is it would take me back to the time when I wasn't living with God, and it was like setting my hand to the plow and looking back at what I used to do and how I used to have fun in the world, and it would take me back there instantly. It was a catalyst. And I started noticing as my life went towards God, I wouldn't be listening to any music. And when I'd start going downhill, what what did I do right at that point? I'd listen. And I realized the Lord helped me. I said, Lord, show me basically why I'm getting distracted. He said, well, this music plays into it. And I went, click, and turned it off for good. You'll just begin begin to get more uh, frustrated, irritated. Things will just, yes, you know, quicker, yes. faster. Somebody will say something and you're irritated instantly. It's like, why is this irritating me so much, so quickly? Exactly. And there's, it's because you have not been spirit-minded. You've been flesh-minded, yes, which yes. leads to death. Well, it, it's like, you know, if once you start to grow up in Christ, yeah. one of the biggest things that you learn is that the words that come out of your mouth are death and life. That's As a matter right. of fact, one of my favorite verses is James one twenty six, and it says... If a person doesn't control what they say, doesn't control their tongue, their religion is worthless. That's yeah. literally what yes. it says. Yep. Their religion is worthless. So if they don't know how to control what they're saying, their religion is worthless in mm-hmm. that way. What they're practicing, it's not having any value. No. Well, with that no in way. mind, yeah. you go to some of these secular songs, and and I was always the guy I couldn't, I could sing along with a few songs, but I wasn't the one who just remembered every lyric. Right, you know? right. So I wouldn't know what they're saying. Like some of these songs, you go back to the 80s and 90s, oh. I listen to what they're saying. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, oh, I said that. I sang along with it. That. That's horrible. You know, and you li- and you realize the devil is literally yeah. programming yeah. Oh, yeah. people to destroy their lives, yep. to give it up, to be completely distracted. It's horrible. Yeah. And so it's a major factor. It's, yeah, yeah it is. And, and music is such an easy inroad. I mean, yes. It's yeah. like, you know, I worked retail forever, and I'm in malls, and I was in stores, and we always had music playing. And, man, I could, like, sing along with most of those yes. songs. And, yes. And I don't listen to music. Yes. I, I don't, like, in my car, I listen to podcasts or news or something, but I just didn't, I don't just turn music on. Yeah, yeah. But I could go in right here, and I could sing it. It's like, how do I know that? How do I remember yes. that? yeah. But you do, because it's, yeah. it's kind of programs, and you get yes. going with it. And you're saying things that are absolute lies and deception yeah, and death. Yeah. Well, even there's a song recently that came out, and it was popular. It was all over. People were listening to it. It was all over Instagram and everything. And uh, I was listening to some of the some of the lyrics, and I was like, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Very catchy tune. <laughs> Very catchy tune. Weird. Horrible yeah. lyrics. Horrible yeah. lyrics. And that happens all the time. I mean, they yeah. are really, really bad. Yeah, and even some Christian songs are oh, terrible. That, yeah, I don't even call them Christian Amen. songs. Amen. Yes, thank you, Nancy. That I is so true. Listen, I, I'd rather listen to silence than most Christian radio. Amen. That is not... not a, what they call Christian radio is so soulish and yes. so so full of living by emotions. Yep. It's a distraction in itself. Yep. It, a lot of it's garbage. Just point blank, a lot of it is garbage. So yep. listen to the words before you go confessing. That's why it's so important when people are here. I love songs that will confess the word of yes. God, confess yep. truth, because it gets inside of you. Yeah. you know, that's, that's about the only thing I listen to. All right, here's some more. 
Uh, Marky said the distraction of condemnation. Mm -hmm. That's a huge one. Condemnation yeah. comes in, starts to condemn you, That's... and all of a sudden you're so distracted by it, you got to put that down mm -hmm. instantly. Jesus said, I'm the solution for condemnation, yeah. and now there is no condemnation That's for right. those who are in Christ Jesus. That's there's so not any left for you mm -hmm. to have if you'll walk with him. There's none left for you to have. And so you want to make sure that you, that you recognize that and don't live by it, not mm -hmm. one millisecond. Yeah. Very good one. Uh, Jennifer said her distraction was thinking uh, you heard from God, but not testing the spirits or discerning the spirits, and it was actually a counterfeit. Mm -hmm. That's a huge distraction. Many Christians fall for that all the time. We're going to talk in a second how <laughs> yeah. to avoid that, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so listen up. We'll talk to it. Talk about it in just a second. Kelly said this, reasoning herself out of the will of God by using what she feels and not what she is through God. That's a huge, Major. huge one. Mm -hmm. uh, Sydney said earlier, she said her distraction was that she just didn't feel like she belonged. Mm -hmm. you know, so look yeah. at all of these that come back to, now watch this, knowing the word yeah. and living the word, putting the word into action. Look at how many times yep. these could be avoided if we know the word. Yeah. And this is why I've said many times in the last few years, I've never had a scripture come so alive to me as, as when Jesus said, you do not know the word of God nor the power mm -hmm. of the word. You don't mm -hmm. know it. Yeah. You err not knowing the word or the, or the power yeah. of that word. You, you are the power of God. You don't know that. And I've seen that in people and in Christians in this day. I would mm -hmm. say in the 70s and the 80s and part of the 90s, man, the church was really, really strong. Mm -hmm. But there was a generation gap between the 80s and 90s and where yes. we are today. Yeah. And most people really don't know the word. They've listened to feel-good preaching, mm -hmm. which, has made it, which has ministered to their feelings, That's but right. not to their spirit. Yep. And because of that, and they haven't ministered the word, they've ministered logic and feelings, yep. and so they don't know the word. And literally, just it's, the other day, the Lord said, when people come to you asking you for solutions, you need to start asking them point blank every time. What's the scripture you're standing yeah. on? Yeah. What's the promise? Because if you don't have a promise or a word from God, what are you trying to accomplish? That's right. So What's your foundation? You got to know it. You, you got to know it. If you don't know yeah. the word and if there's not a promise for it, why are, what are you standing on? It's, it's, a, it's that sinking sand. It, it, you're going to get washed away because there will be a challenge because the enemy, he just sets you up. Yeah. yeah. He's going to distract you into becoming a pastor. Yes. And she, she leaves because it's not happening here. She leaves, goes somewhere else, and to fulfill the call on her life, she goes somewhere else. Yes. They recognize her skills, her talents. There is a calling, but, and, but it's misaligned, but they don't know that because they're not spiritual. They yeah. don't get this. They put her in they a place. They just want another worker. We need some yeah. help. We need somebody to do this. Hey, come on. Yeah. Here you go. And so now she's lifted up. Now she becomes associate pastor, and then all of a sudden, that person leaves because they've been out of place, yeah. and they've been tired yeah. and frustrated. So now she's promoted, and now she gets in place, and things happen. Truth comes into her life to where all yeah. of a sudden, one of two things happens. She either has to accept the truth, yes. I'm misaligned, or reject it and continue fighting from her yes. soul. Yeah. And her life would be miserable, painful. The people yes. in the church, 
would suffer from that because they're they can't receive something from something she's not. Yes. And yep. so the, now they're held back. They're distracted. They're yeah. off course, and it's it's this terrible. And the enemy will just step where. That's why you read about you know thirty percent of pastors quit every year, or, yeah. you know, or yeah. however many. It's it's this massive percent, and like you know, so many commit suicide every year because they've been out of place. They are yeah. misaligned. I believe a lot of these people weren't really true pastors. Yeah. Yes, they yes. were ministers of some sort. They had a ministry gift, but they yes. weren't called to pastor because uh, it should 100%. be easy. It should be life. Yes. You talked about this Monday. The grace to pastor yes. is there. I love what I do. Yes. This is fantastic. Yeah. Like all the hard stuff, all the, the you know, the, oh, ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. That is such a yeah. nonsense. That's such a lie. Yeah. It's ministry is great because of the people. Yes. You get to see them, like, get truth and grow and experience this. And yes. It's awesome. Amen. And to to be a part of that, to be the, the hose yeah. That the anointing flows through to impact their life, to see them grow, to see them mature, to see them become who God's called them to be is 100% yeah. a joy. It is. <laughs> it is. And that's, that's what I've seen, too, is that most of the people, when I've, I've taken many pastors over the yeah. years that are in the, in the pulpit, mm-hmm. and I've asked them about their calling, and I've been mm-hmm. satisfied that they're a pastor mm-hmm. about five to ten percent of the time. Oh gosh. The other ninety percent, ninety-five percent actually don't know why they're a pastor. Right. That's like, right. And I know what it takes. I know what the answers are, but they don't know. And they don't understand what those answers are. And yeah. they think they're a pastor, but what they were was just shoehorned into that and yeah. they were distracted. Uh, I think it's they, John Bevere that did, had the book Good or God, mm-hmm, and I've yeah. not read I've not read that book. But the premise of it is, what's good doesn't necessarily mean it's God, right? And right. you see that in First Corinthians thirteen three, where yep. he says, "Even if I give all my possessions to the poor, or mm-hmm. give my body to be burned, but have not love, those are good things." Sure, but God's not in it because God is love. He said it profits you zero. Yeah. Zero. No profit now in this time or in the time to come. Man, that just from an investment standpoint, oh. I don't want to waste my time. That's right. Like, I only want to do what God's telling me to do and yeah. nothing else, right? Yeah. And nothing else. So, amen. It's just, it's so, um, it, it, it's sad. Yeah. Because a lot of these, a lot of these pastors are, trying to fulfill something that they aren't yes and it's so frustrating like i've worked secular jobs for companies that were just awful yeah but i did it because i had to provide for my family and all this stuff and it just this is what you do you know yeah yeah and i know what it's like to be in a position that you're not called to be in yes and it is frustrating it is maddening it's irritating it's it's just everything you can do to just to get up and go into work and yeah. I think a lot of pastors, that's yeah. what it's like for them. Like, oh, I got to go yeah. deal with another person's problems. No, you get to go be God to help God talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Show them the answer. It's not yeah. you got to, de- you're not dealing with it. You're listening to the Holy Spirit, letting him deal with it. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is not a hard thing. You just listen and tell and communicate. And sometimes yeah. the best thing is when the Holy Spirit tells you something. Yeah. And you know, and he's like, they're not ready. They're not ready to hear it. Yeah. So my answer is, you know, just pray. Ask the Holy Spirit about that. Yeah, yeah. 
And then they come back and they're like, But yeah. see, a lot of people in the, a lot of people in that moment because they're so biased yeah, already, yeah. they're they already hear, distracted yeah. by bias. Yeah. That they'll go, Oh yeah, God told me the same thing. I, I, he's telling me the same thing, and they don't even realize mm-hmm. that no, that's actually your bias yeah, speaking. Yeah. That's not that's not the Lord. That's, that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a different angle. But yeah. most people are there. They yep. they've been so biased for so long. Yep. They don't know it. They've never fully been taught how to judge themselves yes. properly. And because of that, they've never really judged themselves mm-hmm. or is this God or discern right. the spirits, right? Right. And that, that's an issue. Mark right. said this earlier. He said this his distraction was logic. Yeah. That is a huge distraction. That's right. A huge because we think that God well, gave God's us a brain. Us a brain. Gotta yeah, use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He gave us a brain. He didn't give us a brain for nothing. That's right. No, he, yeah, he gave us a brain. Well, what did he tell you to use that brain for? Let's go to scripture. What did he what? tell us to use that? That's wild talk. Yeah, it's wild crazy. Wednesday. Oh, it's my crazy. gosh. <laughs> go into the Word. There you go, Skylar. All right. What did, he, what did he tell us? You mean we can actually go to the Word and I see what so. he, he That's told us? It's a great us? idea. He said, Joshua, meditate on the scriptures day and night. Right? Meditate on the law. Yeah, yeah. He says in Philippians, think on things that are worthy of yes. praise. Yep. Right? Yep. These, this is what he told us to meditate on. Yeah. Not on how to fix everything. God's supposed to be our source. Yep. It's not our logic. No. What happens is when we meditate on the word and we're mm-hmm. under the anointing, 1 John 2.20, you have the unction, you have the anointing, yes. and you know. Yes. In other words, you get under the anointing and yield to the anointing. You you receive the anointing through the word of God and the anointing mm-hmm. comes into your spirit, yeah. your spirit man becomes enlightened with that and tells your logic what's right and what's wrong. Yep. And it's, so most people have been learning through so logic yeah. instead of learning through the anointing. Yep. And it has really messed them up and become a God to them. Yes. Their logic has become a distraction right. God, yep. little G to yep. them. Logic has become Lord. Yes. And it directs correct. their life. You, and if it yeah. doesn't make sense, then they don't do it. Yes. Well, yeah. the, God never said, hey, I'm going to do everything that makes sense to you. No, he never said that. <laughs> Matter of fact, he, he said, your thinking is not my thinking. Mine's right. a little higher yes. than yours. My ways are touch higher than yeah. yours. So, so, so but we said, have the you mind actually of... see through a glass darkly. Yes. I, however, can see everything. That's right. Why not just ask me? That's yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why we're not supposed to be in our mind. We're supposed to be Correct. in His mind. In God's mind, yeah. And we have the mind of Christ, so we can see, we can participate, we can know yeah. His will, we can know His way, we can know truth. Yeah. And then we'll see the deception because once a deception is exposed, you're no longer deceived by it. Yes. Yes. And so now you're like, oh, I was deceived. This is easy. I won't do that. Yes. Where it was wanting me to go, I just won't do that. Yes. So it seems super simple, but in the midst of it, if you are so uh, biased, if you have built that stronghold of this is who I am, I'm going to be a pastor or I'm going to be an evangelist or prophet or whatever, you yeah. get this built up, then that's anything else is like, let's fight. Yeah. yeah. We're going to fight <laughs> because this is who I am. My whole identity, my whole life now has been planned for this yes. purpose. And if you want me to do something else, I don't know what to do. Yes, yeah, and that's where we've got it. We've got to back up to the Lord, hear from Him clearly. Yeah. And let me just tell you this: no matter who you are, where you are, even if you are pastoring right now, yeah. and I've done this multiple times, and I'll, I'll probably do it again. 
You can take your life and lay it on the altar. Mm -hmm. yep. You can take your life and lay it on the altar right now, today. Yep. And that's probably really, really healthy. In other words, and when I say lay it on the altar, I don't mean that, okay, I'm just going to go pick it up in a few minutes or a few hours or a few days. No, I'm laying it on the altar, all my plans, all my thoughts, all my ideas, and God, you can kill any piece of this that you want, and you can glorify any part of it that mm -hmm. you want to, or add something to it that I've never seen before. But whatever, when I come to this altar, whatever is killed, I'm done with it forever, and whatever you've glorified, I will receive that and walk it out. That's actually a very healthy process. Yep. Now, many people are uncomfortable with that, and the reason that they're uncomfortable with it is because they think, they think they've heard from the Lord. But that's what you're actually doing. You're actually honoring God the best when you do what he commands you to do. Yeah. And here's what he says. As soon as you get a word, as soon as you get a quote-unquote word, he says to test the spirits. Yep. He says actually to discern everything, yeah. right? He says yeah. to discern everything. It's in, I believe, Thessalonians. Uh, maybe uh, Buddy can put up those. He and I were talking about these mm -hmm. scriptures not long ago. Yeah. But he literally says, test the spirits, discern every, every spirit. And he says, he says <laughs> discern everything. Yeah. That's what he told you to do first before you went running with what you thought was a word. What, you, what may be just a distraction, and it may waste your whole life yeah. without ha being sure of it and having resolve on it in that way. Mm -hmm. and the last couple of distractions that people yeah. wrote in, uh, James said this. I thought this was really good. He said HALT, H-A-L-T, as an acronym. He said distractions a lot of times will come when we are either H-hungry, mm -hmm. A-angry, L-lonely, or T-tired. Halt. Mm, yeah. That's a really good That's system. Good. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. Hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Mm -hmm. uh, Marky said her uh, distraction was just feelings of negativity. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she'd run with those feelings, and it would distract her from the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, Abby said her distraction was feeling like she was never doing enough. So you can see condemnation, yep. not doing enough, negativity. Yep. See the thread here? You know, it's either making you feel really bad or it's making you feel really good. I'm going to be a pastor or you're yep. not worth anything. See, the it's on, they're in the ditch, both sides. Yes. They're just distractions. Well, it's all, right? it's, it's all law minded. Yes, correct. It's, it's all law minded. What am I doing? Well, I have to yeah. do something to earn something. I have to be something so that right. I can become something. He's got to, I've got to do this in order to trigger God to do this in my that's life. That's a great point. It is Pastor so law-minded. And that's, you know, Paul says you can't mix grace and law. It, 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 you're either one or the other. And so many times as a believer, we do that in our life. We accept salvation by grace, but I got it from here, God. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do the best I can and everything. Oh, sure, I fall. But you know what? I'll fix it and I'll get better. Just receive his grace. That's so good. That's what you have to do. Yeah. You have to receive his grace. His grace is there for wherever he's called you to go. Yeah. And if you're at a place where it doesn't feel like there's grace for it and it's, and it's just difficult, and I'm not talking in your spirit. I'm just saying, it, well, in your spirit, you're fighting against the natural yeah. direction he's called you to go. Man, you got to get back into being spirit-minded 
Exactly. And, and that's exactly where I was going. The last one that I'll read, Kelly said this yes. earlier. She said, some people are distracted because they want to be seen. She said, at the same time, yeah. others are distracted because they want to be hidden yes. and not seen. Mm -hmm. Now, what is, and I was about to ask this before you said this, what is this common thread that, that's going through all of these distractions? Mm -hmm. What's the common thread that's going through all of them? They're all, there. there's some red flags here, and mm -hmm. here's the red flags. They're primed and motivated mm -hmm. by emotions, logic, and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Emotions, logic, and the will. The mind, will, and emotions. Yep. Logic, the soul, will, and emotions. It's all soulish. Yep. I want to be this, so I'm going after it. Yep. That I I watched one time. I watched one time, and uh, there there's uh, he put he put up the one scripture about the testing. There's one in Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he got it or not, but anyway, um, I was I've actually one time was watching a guy. And in their will, they had decided they wanted to be the top of something. Mm -hmm. yeah. They wanted to be the top of something. Yeah. And that was years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if they were born again, but if they were born again, they were brand new at it. They probably didn't have a pastor that could help them discern. Right. They probably didn't take the time to test the spirit and discern yep. the spirit. Yep. It became a stronghold of their will, yep. right? That's right. And then they attached their logic and their emotions to that will. Mm -hmm. And then when God was actually telling them to do something different, they, they were bound. They had bound their soul to that desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And even though the Lord was clearly leading, don't do this, do this other thing, they, they went off and did it. Mm -hmm. Completely stepped out of the will and the destiny mm -hmm. of God. And, and it hurt them. Yeah. And it hurt sure. them. And sure. I've seen that multiple times. Mm -hmm. So you can see, and you see the trap in the last days, I'm telling you it's gotten even stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger, is the soul. It's the mind, the will, and emotions. If you want to destroy distractions... You got to get on top of that soul. Yes. You can't be soulishly minded. If you want to destroy distractions taking you away from the good plans of God, mm -hmm. you must take your thoughts captive and destroy every speculation. Yep. We we just mm, did a good. we just did a teaching on this. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago on you've got to destroy and I talked about what speculations are mm -hmm. and it's all down this. If you're going to destroy distractions and you're going to yep. be efficient and productive for the kingdom of God, you've got to take your thoughts captive. Oh yeah. You you've got this if I could give like Christians like besides like winning souls that we know everybody should do, if I can give Christians in this day and age one project to make sure that you get accomplished right now, it would be learn to take your thoughts, Kevin. Mm -hmm. I've seen more ministries destroyed or off track because they did not know how to do this. Yeah. I mean, gifted people that were more gifted than me, more in my opinion, more gifted than me, more anointed than me, and, and completely blow apart their ministry. Because they they didn't know how to take their thoughts captive. Yeah. You've got to understand this and get this get this through your thinking and let it come out of your spirit. I must get control of my thoughts, my will, and my emotion. So you see this thread. Mm -hmm. All right, you have. Something? I just want to read this verse. This is Second um, Corinthians ten. I'm read four and five out of the Mirror Bible, 
and I'm going to just kind of paraphrase a little bit of his paraphrase. Okay. But it says, the dynamic of our strategy is revealed in God's ability, and this is where you hear truth, getting into the word, God's ability to disengage mindsets, to disengage mindsets and perceptions that have held people captive in strongholds for centuries. Yes. That's why it's so important to get into the word of God is to be able to recognize the stronghold that your emotions and your mind has built over the years so that you can recognize it and step out of it and destroy it and build a stronghold of the word so that deception can't get in. See, we use that that word stronghold so many times as a negative. It's also can be a positive. Like I have a stronghold that my wife loves me. Yes. That will that cannot change. That's a stronghold. I have a stronghold that God loves, and that can't change. I'm just saying we should have some positive strongholds as well. And it says, verse 5, every lofty idea and argument positioned against God's knowledge of us. Not our knowledge of God, because that's limited, but it's God's knowledge of us is cast down and exposed to be a mere invention of our own imagination. It's that speculation. We're speculating on what's happening or where we should go or what we should do. It says, we arrest every thought at spear point. And I love that imagery. It is not kidding around. It is not joking. It's not something to play with. We stick a spear to its neck. Any move, it's dead. And we imprison it. We arrest it. We get rid of it. We isolate it away from us so that we are free from it. It says, anything that could possibly trigger an opposing threat to our redeemed identity and innocence is taken captive. Our redeemed identity is the only identity we should see ourselves in because that's the only one God sees us in. And we should not let anything distract us from that, move us from that, deceive us from that, or derail us and take us to a different one. Because if we see ourselves differently than the way God sees us, we are we are already bound in deception. God sees us as saved, healed, delivered, redeemed, yes. justified, righteous, and on and on. That's how he sees us. For us to see it differently is to say, God, you're wrong. Right, yeah, yeah. And we, that is, that's the thought. We don't recognize that we would never say, God, you're wrong. But we say that every day. Right, yeah. With our actions Correct. and how we believe and how we see ourselves. Uh, the caliber of our weapon is empowered by the revelation of the ultimate consequence of the obedience of Christ. Yes. And how was he obedient? All the way to death for us on the cross, for us to redeem us, to give us a new identity. Yes. And that's how we see ourselves. And if we don't, we are basically agreeing with with darkness. We're agreeing with a lie. Yeah. So that we are now so deceived we start calling evil good and good evil. Correct. Yeah, that's it. So in, in destroying these distractions, mm-hmm. we must have control of the soul. I put the scripture that I was talking about, 1 Thessalonians 5.21. It says, yeah. but examine everything carefully. Mm-hmm. And of course, 1 John 4, I think mm-hmm. Buddy posted earlier, yeah. talked about that we test every spirit, that mm-hmm. we discern we discern yeah. the spirits, right? We well, test it. Every word, we test yeah. it. I love what he said earlier that even Paul took his revelation to Correct. James, to the church, yes. to say, hey, yes. this is what I heard from God. Yes. And they, you know, Peter says later, like, some of the things Paul says are hard to understand. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but he is an apostle. Correct. 
There, well, and one of the sure. things that you, I think I just heard it from somebody was telling me that Brother Hagen said this to some of his young ministers. He said, it would do you a lot of good uh, to call me or to consult with me before yeah. you start preaching some of your messages. Oh, gosh. This is Brother Hagen. Oh, gosh. He was like, it would do you good oh. to not just run and preach this, mm -hmm. but actually throw it up and utilize the system that you mm -hmm. have in apostles, prophets, evangelists, wow. pastors, and teachers, and check your discernment. Mm -hmm. He's, in other words, these are pastors in the pulpit. Brother Hagen is correcting them, yeah. telling them that they need. It would do them some good. I think that was. I think it was Mark Hankins that said that. Wow. Last week. So yeah. So when <laughs> Oral Roberts used to have a saying, and here's what he said: three parts. If you want to find the perfect will of God, complete the perfect will of God. We did a teaching on this, uh, and hopefully we'll put that link in the comments. But how to perfectly complete the will of God? Step one: find out the will of God, or know the truth of mm -hmm. what God's saying to you. Step two: confer no longer with flesh and blood. Step three. Get the job done at all costs. So, uh, number one, find out what God wants. Mm -hmm. Two, stop talking with flesh and blood. Yeah. Like, you don't, if I've heard the will of God and I have confirmed it, let me just say that, because a lot of people are like, I'm big enough, I can hear from God for mm -hmm. myself. Yeah, but that's not how God told you to hear from him right. alone. He said to confirm it and utilize the whole system and kingdom of God mm -hmm. is an interdependent system. You're not on an island and you're not in a silo. You don't have to hear from God just by yourself alone. You need to get confirmation. And that's why God gave us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in place in our life to get confirmation. Yes. They're not there to tell you what to do. They're there to help you confirm and empower and activate the gifts inside of you mm -hmm. to get done what God said to do. That's yes. it. And, and not control. Not control, right. but you need to give them the ability to help confirm. Yes. And if you don't talk to them, then that's not it. Or and ask questions. Please do not ask for confirmation on Facebook. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, don't Just do that. Just tossing that out there because yeah, good, people put that all the time. So he mm. says, find out the will of God, confer no longer with flesh and blood. Yeah. Confer no longer with flesh and blood is after it's 100% confirmed. Right. Because most people, they, they think they hear from God, and then they confer no longer with flesh and blood, including <laughs> their pastor, and they're never willing to put it on the that's altar right. again. Yeah. And that's straight pride. Yes. Right? Amen. Because they're not doing it God's way. They're not in humility. They're in pride. They're not doing it using God's system. You should put it every day on the altar. Yeah, <laughs> every, every day. day. Yeah. Every day. Get your job done at all costs. Yeah. So then once you know that it's God, get it done. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. All right, so finding out the will of God, this will help cut down on so many distractions. Seek his will with all your heart. Jeremiah 24, 7 and Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14 says, basically, me mm -hmm. paraphrasing, if you seek him with all your heart, yeah. he will be found by you. So many times, now I want you to understand, if you're going, Lord, I really, I want to know what you, I want to know what it is that you want me to mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Now watch this. But what I really want is, if that's even on the inside of you a little bit, mm -hmm. there's a bias there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have all of your heart. It's going to make it hard for you to hear clearly because yeah. you have a bias. 
When you understand that God loves you with an everlasting love, he's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Whatever he tells me, it is, it is, That's it. It is demanded mm -hmm. that it be the best. Whatever he tells you, whatever God tells you, is going to be the best if it's God talking. You know, if it's you or your flesh or your bias talking, that's not guaranteed. But if it's God talking, it's guaranteed to be the best, right? So I can lean back and say, Lord, whatever you tell me, that's going to be the best. Even if what you tell me is completely counter to my logic, counter to my will, counter to my feelings, it doesn't matter because what you tell me is the best. And if I, whatever you tell me, I'm going with it. Now I've dealt with my heart. And I, and I have given him all of my heart, right? And uh, let's say, you know, let's take a crazy example. Let's say that you said, Lord, I'm, I'm about to paint my car. And, and you said, what color do you want my car to be? And let's say that God said, you know, yellow and green polka dots, right? <laughs> oh, well, Lord. There's very few people that would actually want that to happen. That's why I'm using this. <laughs> You know, the bright yellow yes. and neon green polka dots, you Yummy. know. Uh, very few people that would want that. Yeah. So most people are going to have a bias against that. Mm -hmm. I would not want that. Right. No. <laughs> I would not want a car that looks like that. You know, and this is kind of what happened with the name Boomerang Church. I didn't want Boomerang Church. That wasn't my choice. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Right. It, it stuck out. It was mm -hmm. too forward and... Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want that, you want but to be in the he did, yeah. and we saw the supernatural power of That's God because right. we listened, right? But if he said, I want you to have a green car with yellow, neon green car with neon yellow polka dots, and, you're, and inside of you, you're going, uh-uh, right? I don't know. I, we need See, that one you don't have problem praying over again. Mm -hmm. It's the one that's close to what you want that you that's don't right. want to pray about again. That's right. The one that you don't want, you'll pray about it a hundred times before you do it, right? That's but right. The one <laughs> Sydney put up a yellow and green heart, and, uh, but but it's the one that you do want. You'll be like, I heard from God. I heard from God. I heard it. You know. But yep. the one you don't want, you'll pray about a hundred times. Yeah. Watch. See, that's a bias. That's your bias coming through. Mm -hmm. Every one of them, we should want to pray out and discern whether we want to do it or not. That's being unbiased. Mm -hmm. And so if he said, this is what I want, it was absolutely him, you got to know there's a really good reason for it. But without being all in with your heart, Lord, if you tell me to do that, I'll do it. I will do it, and I'll be happy to do it. I'll be expectant to do it. Mm -hmm. Now we're moving into unbiased. You're giving him all of your heart, and you'll hear from him much more clearly. Yeah. So when we find out the will of God and avoid the distractions from the beginning— then we need to hear James 1, 5 through 8. We need to be, mm -hmm. hear the word yeah. and then be doers of that word. But we need to hear it first, mm -hmm. which means that we're not just giving it like lip service. Oh, yeah, amen. There's a lot of people in yeah. church every Sunday morning. They hear it physically, but they don't hear the word with their heart. It's like listening to yeah. just something in the background going on. Yes, correct. You know, Sunday morning, I'm going to stay home and watch the live stream while I eat breakfast, clean yeah. the dishes, do the kitchen, and, do whatever. And, yeah. and then the cat comes up and you're distracted with, yeah, for her for <laughs> five to 10 minutes. So and funny. then the, the alarm clock goes off or whatever. And sure. you're not really listening. You're hearing physically, mm -hmm. but it's not hitting your heart. Yeah. Uh, and then get confirmation quickly. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you're looking for the peace in your heart, not peace in your mind. Yes, we are not so laying critical. out fleeces. Well, God, if you want me to do this, then cause this to happen. Yeah. The devil can cause things to happen in the fleshly world as well, not just you. And uh, But Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Yeah. And then as soon as you hear something, this is a mistake that most people make. They'll think they hear something, but then they sit on it for a few days. It, mm -hmm. it actually can happen in just a few minutes. They'll think they hear from God, and they'll sit on it, sit on it. And what they don't realize is they're building a stronghold in their mind. So as soon as you think you hear something, take it to, to your pastor. Mm -hmm. Take it and get confirmation on yeah. it and say, hey, I believe I just heard this. I'm giving it to you instantly. Uh, what do you want? So we have these, we have these rules because uh, Ephesians 4 teaches us that the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, will help us to grow up into the fullness of the stature of That's Christ. Right, maturity. And so what that does mm -hmm. is without their input, you're not going to grow up to the fullness. Right. And then it goes on to say, and if you don't have their input, you're going to be blown around by every wind of doctrine. Yeah. Well, a word coming to you that's not from God is a wind of mm -hmm. belief. It's a wind of doctrine. And so we need to have their influence and confirmation in our yeah. lives, yep. the, the fivefold ministry. So when you think you get something, don't wait several days. Right then, when you think you got something, ask, ask early and quickly. Yeah. Ask, don't tell, and ask often. Yes. You know, people that, well, he's too busy. No, he's too busy to deal with your mess that's got to be cleaned up because you didn't get confirmation. So if you believe that he's too busy, ask. I'm telling you, yes. ask. Reach out, ask. You know, just on the way here, I, yeah. uh, I had a phone call or a message like, hey, Pastor, you got any leading on this? Nope. Go for it. Go for it. You know, mm -hmm. ask, ask early. Don't wait. Because if you wait, your brain will start to cement that idea yep. that this is the Lord, even if it's not the Lord. All right. It'll see no other option. It'll, yeah, it'll yeah. only see that. And if it's actually not God and your pastor picks up on it, mm -hmm. then he's going to be coming against your idea of what God said. Now he's the bad guy, yep. but it's your fault. And he doesn't hear from God. And Correct. How can yeah. I hear anything? Now you get thoughts like, wow, what's he teaching on Sunday morning? Yes. I should go to a different church where I can hear, hear my pastor can hear Correct. from God. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about it this morning, how the Lord will, uh, he'll, you know, the Lord will plant people. Yeah. But then you have people that think that it's their idea to go mm -hmm. and like, let me fire up this church. It's my job yeah. to go fire up this church. That. I've never seen that be God. No. Like, I'm going over here because I'm going to take the fire and sit in this dead church. No, you're going to go over there, and your coal's going to burn out, and you're not going to do anything. You'll get frustrated. You'll get frustrated yeah. and, and mad, and you'll probably step out of your authority yeah. and go against authority, and you'll bring yourself under judgment. Yeah. Like, step out, out from the covering of God because of that. Yeah. See, that's pride. Oof. But that's where you need to ask before you just go do stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I have people yep. all the time. They'll be like, hey, pastor, I just feel like I'm supposed to go over here to this church today. I'm like, well, okay, go. <laughs> right. What do that you want that say? should be a red flag. Like, if pastor's just like, okay. Like, <laughs> if, if you get that answer, especially around here, that's a problem. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Anyway, all right, so by doing that, that'll help you avoid the distractions mm -hmm. 
before they get going. Yeah. Then the second part of what Brother Oral said was confer no longer with flesh and blood. So in other words, once I know the will of God, I don't go back to anything else. Mm-hmm. Once I've confirmed it, I don't go back to anything else. I don't listen to my friends and my family. They'll dwindle the passion for the vision. I don't listen to weariness, mm-hmm. right? That's why the yep. Bible says don't get weary in doing well-doing and yeah. doing what God actually said to do. I don't listen to the flesh and blood of my feelings, mm-hmm. of my logic, of my willpower. I don't listen. I would even say the your favorite podcast minister or your favorite podcast leadership yes. person, yes. like they are not your pastor. They are not spoken to by the Holy Spirit concerning your concerning life. Concerning you. Right, yeah. concerning you. They're speaking to, you know, generalizations Correct. or to That's a their great people, point, Pastor not John. for yeah. you in this church at this time, in this moment in your yes. life. The Holy Spirit is yes. going to speak to you and lead, help you do the things God's calling yeah. you to do. I, I'm thinking of several examples right now, but think about this. Okay, God spoke to you. He told you what mm-hmm. to do. He told you what to do, right? You know what the will of God is. What's step number two here from Oral Roberts that the Lord gave him? Conferred no longer with flesh and blood. Now that you know what God told you to do, then any idea that is separate from that idea, Mm -hmm. any idea, any feeling that contradicts what God said, you're supposed to not even pay attention. I'm not listening to that. No, God told me something. I know it's the best for me. See, the reason why we'll entertain other ideas is because we don't actually believe that what God said is the best. It's actually a lack of faith in what God said. We don't believe that that's the best. We believe there's another another best, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it can be improved on. It, it can be improved on. Yeah. I, I, we're listening to our flesh mm-hmm. say, I want this. Same thing that happened to Eve in the garden is God was their source. God was everything. Yep. But the devil came in, and even though God has said, I'm your source, you don't need anything else, basically, and laid that out, the devil came in and said, oh, no, there's another best. Mm-hmm. And she listened to it. Right? She listened to that emotion. She listened to that logic. And she listened to that will that was given to her by, by that serpent. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, what we've got to do, if God's told you to do something and you know it's God, you never move off that point. That's it for the That's rest right. of eternity. That's it. Unless God Himself comes <laughs> in and tells you to do something different. Yeah. And that's it. You don't listen to emotion. I can't tell you how many times I've been in ministry and God told me to do something. And then I'm going, and honestly, I get weary. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, man, this is hard. You know, this is, this, and, and I know now, I know now that if it's hard, it's my own doing. Right. If it's God and it's hard, I'm doing something wrong. So I can go to God and say, what's making it hard? Mm -hmm. And I can get that fixed and it won't be hard anymore. I get that. I understand. We talked about that on Monday. But many times I've been sitting there, and and what's Mm -hmm. the next step after I start thinking about it or I get weary in it or I I look and I see something else that might be best? What's the next step is, man, did I miss God? Mm -hmm. Um, Am I supposed to be doing this? Am I really right? And now I'm doubting what God said. That's right. I'm doubting what he said, so I'm not keeping what he said on the throne. I'm put letting something else present itself on the yeah. throne, yep. and now that is all there simply for distraction to get you off 
of what God said because the devil knows mm -hmm. that what God said will bring you life and That's peace. Right. And you need to set your mind on the Spirit and what the Spirit of God is saying, yep. not what your soul's saying, not what your flesh is saying. You know, the mindset on the flesh is death. Mm -hmm. It's lack. But the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. And so that distraction, when it comes in, you have to recognize, no, God's already said. That's why it's so important to know what God said because when you know what God said and you got confirmation, you got resolve, all the junk in the world can stack up against you, yeah. but you know what God said, and you can hold on to what God said, mm -hmm. and if you'll hold on to it, you'll see it through. That's right. Amen. That's right. And Amen. not be distracted. Amen. So. If somebody says, you know, God told me this, and they talk to me, and I, I sense, you know, yes, that's something God told and then they start going through like, but, you know, I've got this thing going on in my life, and I have this thing and this thing. It's like, I'm sorry, but you lost me and God told you. Yes. So all these yes. other things, like, why are you allowing them to distract yeah. you? This is what God told you. This is what you do. Yes. Now, is there a time and a way to walk it out? Let's pray about that and, figure, and have yes. God show us that. Correct. Um, but don't let anything distract you from what God says. Like, our pop-up grill that we do on Friday is like, God yes. told me to do that. Yes. That's exactly yes. what he told me. He showed me, kind of gave me this vision for it. So that's what we do. No matter, you know, the food costs have gone up, we've... You know, the amount of people have gone up. All these things have gone up, but it's just what we do. Yeah, it's what he told us this to do. what he told us, so this yeah. is what we do. There's no wondering if we need to stop it or quit it. I'm like, I every week almost, every couple of weeks, I'm like, God, is this, do we still do this? Like, yeah. I, I still yeah. put on the altar, and like, God, if this is something that's, I, I don't want it to become something that like, hey, look at Hope City. Yes. Look at what we do. Aren't we just great people? No. This is something that God told us to do. So God, if this is what you if this is what you still want to do, we'll do it for eternity. Yes. Yeah. But if it's not, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me know. Yeah. And he will. He'll yeah. show you that. Yep. So now, right now, I want you to do this. All right. What's that thing that's been a distraction to you? What's the thing that's been you've been wavering on? Or if you've not been wavering, you've been doing this well. What here's the question. Even whether you're doing it well or not, here's the question. What has God told you to do? And if you know and you've gotten confirmation uh, from your pastor and from spiritual leaders in your life, you've got not from a podcast, but you've gotten <laughs> people that actually know you, right? Yeah. You know what has God said to you. Then what is questioning that? Mm -hmm. Whatever's questioning that, it's a distraction. If you know and have confirmation, God said this, Everything else is a distraction. Get it out of your head. Get it out of your thinking. When it tries to come up, say, I'm not falling for that. I'm, I'm destroying that speculation. I'm destroying yeah. that, that distraction. I'm not, I'm not even thinking about that because it's contrary to what God said. Yep. Now, if you don't know what God said, then you can simply ask him. James 1 says this. It says, if you, don't, if you need wisdom, ask God. Let that person ask of God who gives to all men freely and without reproach, which mm -hmm. means he's not going to rebuke you because you're asking him for wisdom. Right. Ask him for the wisdom mm -hmm. that you need. Yeah. Now, here's what many of you are going to find. Many of you are going to find the Lord's going to speak to you directly mm -hmm. about that. Here's what many people are going to find. If you don't know what the wisdom of God is, he's already told you, but you were biased and didn't want to hear it. So because you had bias in your mm -hmm. heart and you didn't give them all of your heart, you didn't hear it clearly. Yeah. 
And he's going to bring that back up because it's, it's always going to go back to what did God say and what is he saying? He's going to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to. That's who he is. Yep. He's not withholding wisdom from you. He's not withholding. But once you know what to, what to do, anything that comes contrary to what God has confirmed that he's saying, anything that comes contrary, mm-hmm. it is a distraction. It's yep. a distraction technique of the enemy. And you can say this, put it in the comments, mm-hmm. I'm not falling for those distractions anymore. I'm not falling for these distractions anymore. Put it in the comments now. Pick up your phone, put it in the comments, (laughs) make the confession. I'm I'm not not falling falling for the distractions distractions anymore. And most of the people Mm -hmm. that don't want to do it, you're the ones that have been being distracted the most. Don't do that. Don't fall for that. Don't fall for it. I'm not falling for the distraction anymore. Mm -hmm. Amen. Glory to God. This is one thing I've found in church. Anytime that I'm in church and my flesh doesn't want to do something, anytime I'm in church and my flesh doesn't want to do it, mm-hmm. that's probably the stronghold that I need to overcome. Yeah. Almost every time. If I don't want to give, that's probably a stronghold of my heart. If I don't want to take out, if I don't want to go to the front, that's probably a stronghold in my thinking, Oof. holding me back from the freedom. Yep, if right. I don't want to lift my hands, that's probably a stronghold. Yep. That, if you're in an anointed church and you feel that, you need to come against that and recognize the yep. bully's trying to hold you in his mold. That's right. He's The, that's the right. devil is trying to hold you in his mold. <laughs> you're not falling for that distraction anymore that's either. Right. That's feelings mm-hmm. that are trying to distract you. So, yep. amen. amen. Hear the word of God. Get confirmation on it quickly, and then don't confer any longer with flesh and blood and get about doing that work. Don't listen to other people. If you know it's God and you've got confirmation on it, now make sure you got confirmation. Mm -hmm. Like the story that Barrett opened up with, she thought she had confirmation, but she actually didn't. She never actually went and asked the (laughs) point-blank question. Right. She just made, her logic just ran down that Mm -hmm. track, right? Right. And uh, but get confirmation, and then and then make sure that you don't let distractions come in by your mind, the yeah. will, the emotion, or the logic. Don't let those things come in, or even the mind, will, and logic of other people, and get the work of God mm-hmm. done. Father, right now we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we are not bound by distractions anymore. You are moving in us and through us and performing the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Distractions will have no hold over me. In Jesus' name, amen. We will see the work of God done in its fullness and abundance in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for shining the light on it, for helping us see those distractions, for helping us see the things that are standing in the way and helping us to complete and fulfill our destiny in Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. Amen. I see a bunch of people. I'm not falling for That's the distractions right. anymore. Nope. Amen. Nope. We love you so very much. Thank you for being with us. Glad to be here. Amen. If you would like to sow today, Barrett's going to be handling that and praying over that. And uh, you can go to give www.org. We love you. Pastor John and I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day.